How many know we have an enemy? The enemy of the soul. He likes to talk to us, tell us things. He's a, he's a liar. And he's a father of lies. His children are a bunch of rowdy little liars running around. <laughs> Bible says he speaks his native language, which is lies. He only knows lies. He only knows hopelessness. That's all he knows. That's, not, that's all he can give. And the problem with the devil is when he lies to us, he doesn't speak audibly to us, just as God doesn't always speak audibly. Very few people have heard the voice of God, literally, but speaks through our minds and plants thoughts. The problem with those thoughts is they sound like you. <laughs> Sounds like you. It's what, what your voice would sound like because it's your thought, but it was implanted by the enemy. And so we have to be able to have a lie detector. The lie detector is the truth, the Word of God. Amen? I want to talk to you for a little while about that. I hope that's okay with you. Let's go to John chapter 17, verse 17 through 19. As I was studying for this word, I, I, I felt old. <laughs> Seeing how many people and spend, how much time people spend on Instagram and TikTok and all these different platforms. And, and I, every, every week, right as I'm finishing up prep at my desk, my weekly report goes off on my phone. Tells me how, many, how much time I've spent online. Anybody ever have too much time show up on your report? Uh, anybody do that? And you're just like, oh my Lord, I've been online that much this week. I'm trying to change that. But it kind of makes me feel old because I don't know that other people really process that too much. Like... I don't know if people think, did I spend more time on Instagram this week? I'm touching my pocket because my phone's in my pocket. Did I spend more time on this, on whatever app, than I spent in this word? Do people still have that thought? Is that still processed? Do people still get up in the morning and go, I'd rather look at this, put my face in this book, before I put my face in front of this? Do we still have those thoughts in the church? I hope we do, because that's how we put God first. Do you give him the first fruits of your day? Do you push past emails and notifications and say, no, the word first? I'm going to honor God first. Do you tithe your time to God? I hope so. Let's, let's try to understand this together. I hope to give you... I put on my pizza socks. Is that all right? My pizza socks, because this sermon's got a little bit of carbs in it. It's a little bit good. It's good eating, all right? Hopefully, it's good for your spirit. So I pray this word helps you. John 17, verse 17 through 19. Sanctify them through thy word, through thy truth. Sanctify is a religious term that means set them aside. Make them different. Cleanse them for your truth does that. And then it says, thy word is truth. Talking about this Bible, this word of God. It says, sanctify them through thy truth. From Genesis to the maps, brothers and sisters, it's truth. And he says, thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, Jesus speaking here, even so have I also sent them into the world. 
and for their sakes I sanctify myself that I might also that they might also be sanctified through the truth. Jesus is sanctifying himself here because he is the truth. It all works together, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was made flesh, 14, verse 14. So Jesus is saying, I sanctify myself because I am truth. And because I sanctified myself, I died for them and I was sanctified. I can also say that this Word, Jesus in us, can make them sanctified. So I want to just title this little message for a little while here. Let's get some Holy Ghost pizza going maybe have a soda. No, tell me you don't drink soda. That's all right. Thy word is truth. I just want to lift it from that verse 17, the title today, thy word is truth. Jesus, thank you for your word. We would have no way of approaching you had you not told us in your word how you like for us to approach you. But your word says to enter in with thanksgiving and find us in our, ourselves in your courts with praise. We've, we've come in today with thanksgiving. We've already entered into your courts with praise. And I pray now you speak a word to somebody today. In Jesus' precious name, someone said amen. You may be seated. You're going to have to listen fast because this is about a 15-minute sermon, all right? Have you ever heard a preacher that's been preaching more than 25 years like me preach a 15-minute sermon? Come on. You all need a lie detector test right now. <laughs> There's a lot of people in our world that have now taken truth and, and placed it into moments, taken truth and placed it into their feelings, taken truth and placed it into their education. Truth is, not no, is no longer for some people even in the Word of God. But have you ever heard people saying, I got to speak my truth? You ever heard someone say that? I got to speak my truth, my truth. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that it's his truth, amen, not my truth. Now, I understand what they're trying to say in some regards. It's positive because they're trying to tell their experience. I need to tell my testimony, what I've experienced, what my truth is. I, and I think that's good, that part of it. But unfortunately, in some places, the, their truth becomes greater than the truth, and the truth is what can set you free. So if you're living by my truth or speaking your truth and it only leads to more bondage, it's not the truth that sets you free. The Bible says that his truth can set you free. Amen? And I, I want to live by a truth that makes me different tomorrow than I am today. I want to live by a truth that sets me free from the things that have a hold on me or try to bind me. The hardest thing for some people is to understand that truth is powerful all by itself, that you don't need proof for truth. Amen? You don't have to believe it to be true. You don't have to ascribe to it to be true. The Bible says that truth is not just a book, it's a person. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Am I in the book, anybody, today? All right, so what I, what I want you to understand is that if, if Jesus is this little black dot right here on this table and you know this much truth on this corner over here, but Jesus is over here and you say this is my truth and you say Jesus may not even be a God, Jesus may not even be something for me, I don't even ascribe to Jesus because this is my truth, how do you know that you, that you have truth if you've never looked into Jesus Christ? How do you know that if you just had this much truth, you'd have all the truth you need because Jesus is the center of all truth? 
Amen? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen? So you can learn all of this over here, but without Jesus, you don't know the true truth. Amen? You don't know the true way that leads to life everlasting. You don't know the truth that sets men free. Amen? So you can live how you want to with your truths, but I promise you at the end of your life, you will have so much baggage. You will have so much, if I can say, trash that you're carrying, so many things that are weighting you down that you will be, you will be slumped over and, and live a life that is not in freedom. I want you to understand that the Bible doesn't just say that you get set free because you hear a sermon. You don't become a Christian just because you hear sermons, brothers and sisters. You don't become a great Christian just because you're here today. These are lifestyle and choices that we must do to be Christians. If you're not in the house of God, you're not obeying the word of God where it says not to forsake yourselves, the siblings of yourself together as the manner of some is in the latter days. And we understand that we should gather together because we do together best when the Holy Ghost shows up and we pray for each other and we love each other and we check in on each other and we see how are you doing brother how are you doing sister how are things going and we get to the house of God and we say does this represent Jesus well is the place clean are the flags out have we represented things well are we connecting with our community because we have something to give them and that is truth and that truth is Jesus brothers and sisters that is Jesus when you're giving somebody Jesus you're leading them to truth amen and that truth will set them free. But you don't become a proponent. You don't become a good light, as I was talking about, just by listening to Bible tapes or by listening to Christian music. It doesn't make you a Christian any more than going in a garage makes you a car. You don't, you don't become that because you do Christian behavior. You become a Christian because you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only way. If you interact with this world, the Bible actually says in verse 31 uh, that in John 8, I believe it is in verse 31, I have to pull down because I've already preached through some of this sermon. John 8, 31, it's talking about where he, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees and then Jesus spoke to the Jews which believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. It's not about looking like a Christian. Or just acting like a Christian. You have to continue in the truth to be set free. You have to continue in the word to become a disciple. And Jesus told his apostles, go and make disciples of all men. Go into all world, all the world and preach the gospel to every person, making them disciples. He didn't say make good Christians. He said make good disciples. Make people that know how to hold on to the word of God and live the word of God and embrace the word of God and put it into their life and practice the word of God. You don't become a good Christian until you obey what's in this book, brothers and sisters. It's important to know the word of God because the word of God will set you free. But the word of God also, as the truth, will sanctify you. It'll make you want to remove the junk that's in your life. It'll make you want to take the trash out, amen? And not just on Wednesday when the trash man comes. <laughs> Every day, Aaron says. 
Every day you want to take it. Online, every day you want to take out the things that don't lead you to freedom. Every day you want to stop digging through stuff and lies that the enemy has put in your life. Every day you want to bag up those bad thoughts and you want to take them out and put them at the curb because they don't belong in the freedom lifestyle that you are called to live in Jesus Christ. They do not serve you. All of those things have to be taken captive. I believe this, and I believe it with all my heart because I was praying over this sermon, and I believe the Lord told me that the enemy at this day is unleashing his greatest attack on the earth, and his greatest attack in this day in the world right now is a strategic attack of mind control. He's after the minds of humans because if he can get their mind and get them believing lies, they will believe those lies until they become judgments about themselves. And then those judgments about themselves keep them bound. They can no longer change. They can no longer walk out of their addictions, no longer walk out of their condemnations or their obsessions because they don't believe they can. And it starts here, and it works with this. And when it all works together, you realize that the truth can set you free because it removes lies and it removes judgments you've made about yourself and it removes opinions that others have said about you. It takes all that stuff out, throws it in a bag, and says, you can take this away because this is not for my life anymore. I don't care what people have said about you. I don't care what the enemy has said about you. I want you to know that you have truth living in your life because Jesus is in your heart and he'll take out the trash every Wednesday. <laughs> every day. He'll take out the trash every day. Brother, can you help me with this illustration? I know y'all are going to think I didn't study too well because this illustration is so basic, but that's okay. Verse 31 of John 8, it says, if you hold to my teachings. And then in verse 32, it says, and then you will know if you hold it, not just, not just be a Christian because it looks right and because you say you are. You know, some people say they're a Christian and they're really not good Christians. <laughs> Have you ever had folks that were just really bad Christians? And you're like, please, please don't talk about being a Christian because you don't live it too well. You're like, please, you're overusing all that grace. <laughs> you're really wearing out the grace of God. Could you try to get the Bible open once in a while and figure out what you need to do? I'm not preaching to nobody here. I'm preaching to myself. I need lots of grace sometimes. But sometimes it's not just that. It's that we hear it all, and we go through the motions, and we go through the routines, and we forget to apply what we've heard. The Bible says that the Word of God has to be mixed with faith in the hearer. I talked a little bit about that last week, that you have to have enough faith built up in your life that when you hear the word, you go, I can do that. I can live that. I can put that in my life and practice that. If you have no faith, if your faith is so low that you haven't heard the word enough to build your faith or you haven't prayed enough to build your faith up, you have no ability to receive the truth when it's preached. You will literally exclude yourself from promises in this word because you don't feel you're worthy and you don't have enough faith to plant what is being sowed on a Sunday. We have to understand that the truth can make you free. There is no lack of liberty from this word. It is a lack of ability to receive it and mix it with faith in the one who hears it. And so we have to understand, it's not about holding on to the Word of God so much. It is about holding on, but it's about applying it, obeying the Word of God. 
And so in verse 32, it says, and then you will know, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That word free there means liberty, liberation from the curse of sin, foremost. That's what we need more than anything else. And it's saying that that promise, it comes by knowing the word of God. Brother Reese, would you come help me real quick? I have two trash bags here. We need to take the trash out every day. Would you hold these real quick, just one on each side? I got this illustration from a professional preacher. This is not my original illustration. If you want to know it, just Google it. I'm a part-time preacher. He'll do it better than I did. Who cares? (laughs) It's a good illustration. I thought I'd use it. Whenever you're living for the Lord, Jesus is dealing with the Jewish leaders here, and he's telling them, they're like, I have Abraham for my father. I have rights. I have, I'm an heir to Abraham. He said, Abraham's not your father. You're trying to kill me. You're acting like your father, the devil. Well, Jesus, that's not a good way to influence people to join your church. Tell them that they're acting like the devil, their father, the father of lies. But they had so many rituals And they had so many practices, and they had so much garbage going on in the church that they couldn't receive the truth because they had too much trash they were holding on to. How many can apply this, not just religiously from the Word of God in this passage, but apply it to your own life? How many things in your life have you tried to bag up and put on the curb only to find them back in your mind and back in your heart again next week? How many things have been said about you or done to you, and you think that you've forgiven, and you forgive again, and you put that bag on the curb, and you put that bag on the curb, and every week it seems like you're taking out the same trash, amen? How many have ever been there where you've been waiting? Weighted down by the things that oppress you, and you're wondering why isn't the truth working? The reason why is because sometimes when we're holding on to the trash, we cannot hold on to the truth. Sometimes we cannot. I want you to catch this in one, two, three. You see what he did? He had to drop the trash to hold the truth. You have to drop every single lie about you. You have to drop every single lie the enemy tells you. You have to drop, thank you very much. You have to drop everything that exists in your life that speaks against truth. He almost didn't do it. Did you see him? He dropped it the last moment. Sometimes we get a little confused. We don't know what is to be held on to and what should be let go of. But that's because we might be digging in the wrong places trying to figure out where truth is. I don't know if you guys watched Sesame Street when you were a kid, but I love Sesame Street. Love Big Bird. My favorite character was Oscar the Grouch. Who liked Oscar the Grouch when you were a kid? Come on now. A few of you. You know, for a while, I would dig, look in trash cans for Oscar the Grouch because he lived in a trash can. Anybody? It wasn't true, but that's what I thought was true because I was a little kid. I didn't know any better. How many have ever thought you were looking for truth? Yes, I put this trash together just for this illustration. Thank you very much. Pastor's working overtime this week. You're looking for truth in places that you thought it would be, but you find out it's nothing but a bunch of trash. Have you ever looked for truth in a relationship before and you find out it just can't hold up? 
you find out it's just not, it's not what you thought it would be because you're never supposed to look for truth in anyone but Jesus Christ. Come on, help me preach. I worked hard on this sermon today. Help me preach it. You're not supposed to go digging for truth in things. You're not supposed to put your trust in people. The only thing you can do is put your trust in Jesus Christ. Everything else turns out to be a disappointment. Even the best people, even the people that love you the most, the human condition is they're going to let you down. You cannot make somebody always treat you the way you should be treated or want to be treated. You will get hurt in life and if you live on the offenses of where you thought truth would be when it was only trash after all, you will find out that you will miss the opportunities that God has for you in his kingdom if you live on your offenses. Woe unto those who are offended. Offense will come, the Bible says. You have to learn to put the offenses where they belong and take them out of your life. Amen? You have to learn how to not listen to the things that want to keep you bound. You have to learn how to let go of some things. You just have to learn how to stop carrying around those things that are so heavy and so burdensome. And you don't know where I've been and what I've done and how they let go of me and how I was supposed to be promoted and the other person, they got the job. It's all garbage in the end. It doesn't serve you well. You need to let go of what you call the things that are weighing you down. You need to set aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset you. The Bible says you need to drop it. You just need to drop it. You need to forgive them. You need to let it go. I had a friend call me this week and my heart was just struck because this person said that family member is dead to me. And I was like, what do you mean? In my heart and mind, I couldn't say this to them because it wasn't the time. They would never receive it, but they picked up their offense and they said, that person is dead to me and they're gonna carry around that family member being gone out of their life and their mind for the rest of their days. They're like, they're dead to me. They hurt me too many times. I've struggled too many. I've tried to fix it too many times and they're carrying baggage they were never meant to carry. This stuff was supposed to be dropped off at the cross. This stuff was supposed to be left at the feet of Jesus. This stuff is not for your life. It is not for your liberty. It is meant to be left at the bleeding feet of Jesus, for he died for every offense, brothers and sisters. You need to pray, Holy Ghost, help me. Don't let me scroll through offenses in my life and places I've been hurt and keep on reliving and rehashing all the things that have happened over time. Quit playing the trash movies. Quit playing the things in your past through your mind because all it's doing is bounding your heart and your mind. It's, it's wrapping up your life and, and tying you down. And pretty soon the knot is set and you cannot get free. You're not going to have liberty if you don't live by the truth truth and not the trash of the past, brothers and sisters. 
I preach to you today with a humble heart. How many of you need to be set free, like indelibly and emphatically this year? If you raise your hand, you need to be set free from something, and you need God to show you. Raising of your hand all over the room. God needs to set you free from something, and you need to see it. I want to throw you the word of God today, and I want you to drop the trash as I'm throwing this word out. I want you to catch and receive the word and drop everything that's holding you back. I pray for everybody in the room that lifted their hands. Jesus, I'm asking you to move on their heart as they pray with me right now. I'm praying that you release something in their life that they respect the word of God greater than they respect the things that have happened to them. Don't relive. Don't relive the past trash but relive the liberty of Jesus Christ that it went to the cross. Amen. It went to the cross with him. You need to lay it down. You have been carrying that bitterness for too long. You need to lay it down. You know the Holy Ghost to tell you, and some of you already know exactly what it is you need to lay down that will set you free. The compulsion, maybe it's the obsession, maybe it's grief of loss, Maybe it's shame of addiction that torments you. Maybe all those things could just be backed up today. Maybe you and I, maybe just this illustration being so simple, but we could put all that shame and that hurt and that pain, we could put it in the trash and we could walk to the, to the word that was dying on the cross. And when we leave the cross, we can say, I'm thankful for the promises you gave me. I'm thankful. I'm not going to live with my mind bound to the trash. I'm going to live with my mind protected by the truth. Amen. I'm going to let God speak to me in the morning hours. Sanctify me by thy truth, Lord. What a prayer we can pray. Not my words, not my truth, but thy word is my truth in my life. So dangerous to let another truth lead you. So dangerous to seek truths in places they don't belong. Stop looking in trash cans for Oscar the Grouch. He's not there. (laughs) Stop looking in places where there's only trash for truth. It's not there, brothers and sisters. Oh, I could say so many things right now and I won't. You know where trash is coming from. Just cut it off. And live in the word of God. Sanctify me. Someone say that. Sanctify me, Lord, by your truth. Sanctify there is just a word that says hagazio, I think is how you say that in the original language. It means to be separated unto God. To separate from profane things and dedicate to God is what it means. To consecrate to God. Thy truth, it consecrates me to God. Amen. It dedicates the people to God. It's purify, it purifies, it cleanses, it makes free from guilt, amen? Or the word used in Scripture, expi- expiation is what the word is. It's to not only cleanse internally, but externally. That you literally will not be able to stay in some of the environments that you've been in when the truth starts living in your mind and heart. You will separate yourself from toxic people, and they didn't lose. <laughs> they didn't. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Has the Holy Ghost ever stepped up and gone, no, no, don't say that? You ever been at work before, and uh, you're going to say something, and the Holy Ghost steps behind you and goes, no, no, you're not saying that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was going to say, 
I'll clean it up a little bit better version. They didn't, you didn't lose them, they lost you, amen? If you are living by truth and you can't stay because of the relationship, it cleans you up externally and internally. And it's also a word that means it renews your soul. <laughs> it's the renewing of the soul. Brothers, if you're tired in mind or heart, you can have a renewing. If you're tired of where we are in this world, you're living on the trash and not the truth. If you feel like you're stuck right now, the church is never stuck. It is a feeling that comes from the enemy. It's a feeling that does not come from truth in your heart and mind. When you open this word and start reading it every morning and you start getting your directive for the day from the word of God, you will feel an empowerment. You'll feel like squaring your shoulders and say, come on, devil, I don't care what you bring at me. We are stronger than the enemy, brothers and sisters. Greater is he, I said it already, that is in you than he that's in the world. Paul was speaking in the scripture and he said, I, 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 don't, I don't want the devil to, to have a greater scheme than us. He doesn't want the devil to be sneakier than us or have better strategy than us. The thing that we have to understand as the church is we're stronger than the enemy. We're stronger than the devil. But he has strategy to come after the minds of men. And that's what he's doing right now misinformation, disinformation. This is the only thing that's going to hold you up in a world full of misinformation, brothers and sisters. You will be captured in your mind by things that you think is truth if you don't live on the word of God. Is this okay or is this too hard today? I hope, I hope it's okay. So hold, the Bible says, or be kept continually in the truth. Live on it. Live by it. Let it identify the lies. Put them in a bag and put them on the curb. Put them at the foot of the cross because that's where they belong. We will be his disciples if we do this. Amen? We will be free. And the word free in John there where it says you will be free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The word know is interesting because it is an idiom for sexual intercourse in the actual Jewish understanding that when a man and a woman meet and they know each other, they have an offspring. The Bible actually says that you shall interact with the truth intimately and by therefore the intimate interaction with truth, you will produce something. Amen? You will. There is no lack of production when you have truth in your mind and heart. You will be a fruitful Christian, brothers and sisters. No, nobody's going to come along in your life and say, there's a tree with no fruit, as long as you're living by the word of God. Amen. If you put him in your mind, you put him in your heart. Amen. I'd like to throw the Bible out again one more time and see how many people now feel like they have trash bags they need to drop. See, the thing is, if you hold on to truth, you can't pick up trash. And I wanted to tell that friend that I'm like... You're not going to move forward holding on to that grudge. You're not going to move forward holding on to that unforgiveness. You're stuck because there's one personality that really rubs you wrong at work. You're stuck because there's one person in your family that just knows how to push all your buttons. And you will turn and go out to the car when they show up at family gatherings. You know what that is? You're lugging trash around. You were never meant to carry. You need to let it go. I'm not saying you have to go on vacation with them. 
I'm just saying you need to let it go. And when you do that, you'll find if you take hold of the truth, the next time they come to a family gathering, the next time they push your buttons, the next time they rub you wrong when you come into the office, you're going to go, greater is he that's in me. That's my word for the day. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not them, but against principalities, powers of spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm greater than you, devil. You might have schemes, you might have plans, and you might have strategy, but I have a strength that overcomes your strategy. I have a strength that overcomes every strategy. The devil might initiate mind control, but I take every thought into captivity, amen, through the power of God. I want to put this into my kids' life. I want to put this into my church. I want, to, I, I want them to know that their truth is not bigger than this truth, amen? Oh, it's so hard to sometimes encourage people to get beyond their truth. Because my mom was like this, and my dad was like this, and I, I'm just going to be like this. We have addictive personalities in our, in our family, so of course I'd be addicted to something. That is a lie from the enemy. You can break every generational curse, brothers and sisters, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to put it in my kids. I want, I, I want, I want my kids to know enough whenever I throw them the truth to drop everything else in this world to hold on to it, to have enough respect for the word of God that they would not hold on to the trash but would catch the word, amen? I want to put the truth in my home so that my kids can identify truth over lies when they're in the world. I want to put Jesus in every area of my life so when you come to a choice of holding on to trash or truth, you recognize the truth over the lies. That is what I'm saying. Do you have a truth detector? Can I ask you the question that detects whether there's lies in your life or trash in your life? Are you not letting somebody new love you because of the way somebody old broke you? <laughs> That's hard, isn't it? Are you not believing God's promises over the facts that you thought proved themselves right? Have you been hurt, not scarred, because scars are places that heal? When I got my heart surgery, my guy that was my doctor, he said, as those scars mature, never heard anything like that, Sister Carolyn, scars mature. He said, as the scars mature, they will work better for you. It will keep you from having those misfires of the heart. I want you to know that scars mean you're healed. And as scars mature, you become better, amen, and more healthy. But if you're still wounded, if you're still wounded, you're carrying around offense and baggage. And every time someone talks to you, you feel like you have to spill out that wound and talk about it. You know you've forgiven and you're healed to the point it's a scar that's matured when you can stop talking about it. That is the truth, brother. When you can stop having someone validate your side of the story, you've forgiven them.
When you can stop being right over their wrongs, you have forgiven them. You've matured. And I'm praying somebody will take a truth and say, I want to live by this more than I want to live by my story of wounds. I want to live by healing more than I want to live by my offenses. I want to live by the scars of Jesus Christ who said, look at these. I went through the cross for you. Look at my scars. Look at my feet. Look at my side. They're healed up because I have been recovered. I have been renewed. I have been set free. I've set you free through this freedom, and I have been resurrected, and I still have the scars to prove what I went through for you. And I'm wondering if you let Jesus be your truth with scars today that have matured, and let that be in your life. Devil might initiate it, but God's going to finish it. I can't tell. I know I've been long, more than 15 minutes, okay? But I want to tell you, just because you're not the author of your story doesn't mean you're not the editor of your story. Jesus allows you through the Holy Ghost to edit your future by what you lay down right now. What you leave at the cross right now can edit your future, and he will orchestrate it. He will design it. He will make it happen for you. The truth can set you free, brothers and sisters. You don't need consequences from the things you've been carrying around. You need to be set free today. The problem, of course, I said, was whenever the devil lies to us so much that we start to believe the lies. When you believe this stuff about you more than you believe this book that talks about you, that's when you're truly bound. How? If you were the devil, I'm sorry to talk about the devil so much. You know I don't talk about him that much because I don't want to give him that much airtime. I want to make him do punch his own clock and do his own work. I'm not going to help him out. You think I'm going to help the devil keep me depressed? Think I'm going to help the devil keep me bound in any way? you got to be kidding me. You've lost your ever-loving mind. If you think I'm going to do the devil's work for him, no way, Jose. But I'm talking about him today because he's in the passage. He said, you guys are acting like your father, the devil. And one thing that I know about the devil is how in the world do you keep a spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-set-free, empowered by the cross of Christ, Christian? from keeping or from doing what God has called them to do. How do you keep them from doing that? It's you lie to them long enough till they believe the lies and they tell themselves the lies. When they get caught in the cycle of believing I'm not good enough or people just leave me because I'm not lovable, when the devil can tell you stuff like that and you start believing it, you perpetuate your own garbage You start living your own lies. You're not taking the trash out anymore. You're starting to love it. Put your arms around it because it's what you're used to. It's what you know. Everybody in my life that said they love me walked out. I must not be lovable. So you start to believe the trash, the lies over the truth. And you won't lay it down because it's too comfortable. 
It hurts too much to face the fact that, yes, let's, let's preach in balance, Brother Reese. You may have had some responsibilities and some relationships that you didn't keep and you should have done and you should have called and you should have checked in and you should have told them you loved them and you should have brought flowers home to the wife and you should have done all that. But you know what? There are also things that you could have never changed about that relationship and they would have still left you because the problem wasn't you, it was them. And you're holding on to things that was never meant to be held on to because it seems like it's truth. Because the devil lied to you so long it became comfortable to you. And instead of doing that, you have to lay it down. And it's not comfortable to let go of lies that you've believed all your life. It's hard. It's a stripping away. It's a tearing apart. It's when Jesus takes that chisel and just starts taking pieces off of you. And he just chisels off your heart the places that you believed lies. And he says, that's not you. You're supposed to look like me when I get all done. You're going to be like Jesus. When you get there, you're going to look like, you're going to look like me. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, it hurts to have it broke away. It hurts to have people leave your life, but they didn't leave you. And whatever left you is not going to be something that uh, leads you away from your future in Jesus Christ. Whatever has left you, you do not need to step into the destiny God has for you. If it walked out, it is not necessary to be there for you to be ultimately blessed by God. Amen. If they left you, I'm not saying they're trash. Nobody is trash to God, but I'm saying the lies or the things that happen, they need to be laid down because I don't want any Christian anywhere to ever perpetuate the lies of the enemy to where the lessons that were supposed to be learned. Oh, there's lessons to be learned, right, Aaron? There's lessons to be learned from every relationship that falls apart. There's lessons to be learned today from what you're learning here, what you're, what you're hearing from the Word of God. But if you take those lessons and you turn them into personal judgments of yourself, the reason people left you, the things that happened, I'm just not good at relationships. You will not have what God wants you to have ultimately. Stop hugging your trash bags. Please, take it to the curb. Before you know it, you'll start to do something that I've seen people do where I've presented the truth of God's word on a Sunday morning, and they go, that, that's good, Pastor. That's real good. But you see, I, I believe this so long that I treasure this more than I treasure the truth. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to go now. I'm, I'm going to hold on to this because this has become what I treasure. Instead of letting the word of God change you, even though it's hard to obey at times the word of God, obey it anyways, and it will become the treasure to you. And when this becomes a treasure to you, you will never treasure trash again. Jesus, help us today to be set free by your word. Would you stand with me together all over this room? Would you go into a prayer posture? I don't care how you do that. Musicians, come help us today minister in song or in, in, in music. Some of us 
really do feel like the facts are where we're at. It's all facts. It's all just logical. I have this, this, and this. I have this diagnosis from the doctor. It's all facts. But your faith has to be greater in the truth than the facts. Can I, can I tell you that what you're going through matters to my heart? I love every one of you. But to the truth, when this stands against the facts that you have in your life right now, you're either going to treasure those facts and that stuff in the bag, or you're going to let the truth speak louder than what's speaking right now. If you have a bad doctor's report, I know a great physician that can give you a report of freedom. Amen? I, I know a prayer that works that changes lives. I know an oil that can be anointed that the head of an individual can be anointed with oil and they can be saved from sickness. I know what the Word says. The hardest thing is to get over your facts and let your faith work in the truth. I want His Word to be my truth. Amen? The second hardest thing is your feelings because your feelings feel so true. Amen? But you have to let this override your feelings. His truth. Not your feelings is truth, but thy word is truth. If you're trying to do this today, and I know you're in a prayer posture just as I'm closing this sermon, but I want you to know the devil's not going to let you go easily. He's not going to let you carry that trash to the curb without bringing in a hailstorm to keep you inside. He's not going to let you take the things that hurt you to the foot of the cross easily. But if we identify what drives behaviors in your life, you can remove those things and embrace truths in those places. The Bible says that if you were, you would do. In other words, when he's speaking in Genesis or in, in that passage of Scripture in John 8, he said, if, if you were my disciples, you would do. Were is identity, brothers and sisters. Do is action. He's saying, if you have the right identity, if you have the truth in your life, you will do the right things. You will know how to do things that give you freedom. Were is identity. Do is behavior. Identity drives behavior, brothers and sisters. If you don't believe that you're able to, if you don't believe that God loves you, if you don't believe that God can really forgive you, you know what? That is your truth. But I want his word to be my truth. And he said his grace is sufficient. Amen. He said he can save to the uttermost. I don't care how bad you are. Paul was destroying the Christian church, and God met him on the road to Damascus and made him propagate the message he was trying to destroy to the known world. His truth changed in one experience with God. And the devil's going to try to keep you. He's going to try to say, you can't change. That's one lie. And he's going to say, you don't need to change. That's the second lie. When you take the trash to the door and you're headed to the curb, he's going to say, you don't need to do that. They need to come get it from you. It's their problem. They're the ones that cause all that resentment. You just bag it up, leave it here, make them come and fix it. You know what? Either way, you're still bound. With either one of those two lies, you're still bound. 
And I want you to be set free today. Lord, we need change in this house. Every head bowed. Lord, we need change. We need your word in our minds and our hearts. Jesus, we need to take our truth and we need to lay it down. Even if it's even if it's our story, let it become a testimony. Let our story become history. Let our story become a part of your cleansing of us. Help me to appreciate truth more than my experience. Help me to appreciate truth more than my feelings, Jesus. Help me to appreciate truth more than my facts, God. A sermon today gives us freedom if we will take it and we will do it. We have to make a decision to do the truth, not just hear it. Please help your people today that heard the truth. Let them live it, Lord Jesus. Let them be set free by your word. I pray you teach me by the Holy Ghost that the only truth to live by is thy word, which is truth. Help somebody to change. Come on, somebody. You want to take some things out to the curb? I'm telling you, the curb is this altar today. And you need to carry down some things that you've had weighted on your life. If you have ever said the words, that family member's dead to me, I want you just to let it go today. If you've ever said, I don't like them, I'm never going to forgive them, that is not something that needs to live in your heart anymore. Let this sermon hit somewhere inside of you and receive it with faith. And would you open this altar with me today and would you come and pray? Would you seek the Lord? Would you just drop off a few things at the altar and say, God, I don't want these in my life anymore. I've been hugging some trash bags. I've been, I've been holding on to some things. I, 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 don't even, I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to drop it off, Jesus. I, I don't need any help. I don't need anybody to serve me. I don't need anybody to come alongside and say, hey, can I help you with that? It looks like you're struggling carrying it. I just need to do a drop off. I just need to come in and kneel down and be in your presence, Lord Jesus, and just say, Lord, take it all. Take it all. Take away the things that I've held on to too long and let my truth be your word. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Isn't he wonderful? I'm leaving it all on the altar today, God. Everything they said about me. Everything that happened that I didn't want to, everything I believed would come to pass, and it just hasn't happened yet. I feel like I'm just waiting on you, Jesus. I'm taking all of those things, and I'm laying them down. For your truth is my truth. Sanctify me today by your truth. Wash me clean inside and out today, Jesus. Wash me clean inside and out, Jesus. Remove any sins in my life, God. I pray thy word is truth over every soul in this place. I bind any lies of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I bind any lies in the name of Jesus. We release today. We release today. I don't want to treasure any lies that I've propagated into judgments about myself. I don't want to hold on to anything that I was meant to leave at the foot of the cross. Would you help me, Jesus, today to not treasure any trash? But like Paul say, it's all rubbish. It's all garbage. I just want to know Jesus and him crucified. I just want to know you, Jesus, and you in my life, God.
I'll lay it all down. It, it, it's worthless compared to holding on to truth. It's worthless compared to holding on to Jesus. Come on, put his name on your lips. Jesus, Jesus, I treasure you. Come on, somebody, treasure the truth today. I, Jesus, I treasure you. I treasure you. Thank you for all you've done for me. Jesus powerful 